When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 4 Podcast. This might be college football, heaven. Our next guest is a bona fide Hall of Famer already in the Radio Hall of Fame. You know him as Mad Dog. He has his own network. He is part of one of the most successful uh, teams ever. But before we get to that, let me give you the latest news. Uh, Kalen DeBoer is the new Alabama head coach. This is his resume. He was been at Washington, Fresno State, Indiana. He won a national championship at Sioux Falls. Great player in his time at a different division, and he's uh, about to be headed to Tuscaloosa. The doggy has arrived. Uh, we are yes, so boy. excited. Uh, How's I, my buddy? How's my main man? How you doing? We are doing great. I, I, I know you just finished uh, a, a marathon session on your network, uh, but we are, we are thrilled uh, to have you. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, I know that's... Oh, I love you. Paul, you are a good man. I love those Wednesdays there, of course, on our uh, little uh, shows there on First Take. I have been following you for a long time. Never had you on because our shows are at the same time of the day, so it's very tricky to have you on. I did have you on this summer when you came on in August for me. I remember that. Uh, but I have been a subtle fan for a long time, and this is going back, you know, 10, 15 years. Uh, and at SEC, you know it, and college football better than anybody. And it's a delight to be on. It's great to have you with us. Great to be on with you today, and it's great to have you with us uh, when you came on a couple of days ago. So great to have you aboard. Go ahead. You take it away now. Sure. <laughs> Doggy, I, I mean, you, you've had an amazing career uh, and a long time. Uh, you know, you, you, were, you and uh, Francesca were, were really the top show in New York. But when you started all this, uh, what was in your mind and, and how did you set out to become what you have obviously become now? Well, I was lucky, Paul, because I went to Jacksonville, Florida in 1983 to get a job, to have a job in double A as a salesman slash play-by-play guy of the Jacksonville Suns double-A baseball team uh, in Jacksonville, Florida in the Southern League. I actually thought I was going to be the next Vince Scully. I had went to the, I had gone to the winter meetings six months after I graduated college, and I went. those were in Hawaii in December of 82, and the job they ended up getting was with the Suns. I met the executives out there. They said, why don't you come to Jacksonville? You can sell. And in the process of that, if you are successful, we'll make you the play-by-play guy of the baseball team. We do 150 games a year. I said, geez, I was looking for a job anyway. Play-by-play was where I wanted to go. I grabbed it, and lo and behold, in six weeks, they fired me. So <laughs> I, I had I had sold twelve hundred and fifty dollars worth of merchandise, season ticket ads, uh, season tickets, ads in the uh, annual program, billboard advertising, and they were looking for a hot shot salesman. Plus, I think they got a little worried about me being the play-by-play guy of their games, and they, you know, they made it. They brought me in on a Friday afternoon, and they fired me. Make a long story short, in that process of working for them for six weeks, I had run across a radio station in Jacksonville called WEXI, 
12.80 a.m. on the dial. It was a dawn to dusk radio station. So it started at 6 a.m. and closed at 6 at night. And it was in a shopping mall right on University Boulevard in Jacksonville. <laughs> I walked into the door that next day, and they hired me as a sales guy. So I had the weekend off. I got to work on Monday, and their announcer, their sports morning guy, and the guy who did a sports show at night, amidst the dawn the dust aspect daylight savings time left to take a job with the nasl soccer team that was moving from jacksonville to washington talk about being in the right place at the right time god sometimes looks after you paul so the first day i start a new job after getting fired for six weeks i end up at wexi and the sports guy leaves and i become the sports guy at wexi which i was there for about a year year and about a year so I did morning sports and I did weekend sports talk and I sold. That was the first big break. And I realized then that the hell with the play-by-play, -play, I'm a better talk show host. Gift of the game, all that sort of stuff. History and knowledge of past events. So I went into the play-by, I went into the historical aspect of doing this where I talked to the fans every day. We had two phone lines. And instead of worrying about being the great next play-by-play -play guy in baseball or the, or the next Marv Albert, I became the next play-by, I became the next talk show host. So that break in Jacksonville got me started. That's, that's the origins of it. And that was in February of 1983. That's 40, well, 39, 40 years ago. That's how long ago it was. I mean, Hard to believe. I mean, dog. I mean, you, you, you've you've had to think about this because you've been honored so many times, including recently in the Hall of Fame. But uh, I mean, you you probably wouldn't get hired today with the way things are. Hundred percent right, Paul. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sort of a unique listen anyway, where you know it's not going to be in a situation where if you're in a certain part of the country, my accent, my delivery, might uh, you know might sort of turn you off a little bit. You're not quite sure of me. But I ended up in Orlando after my first year. And Orlando is sort of a cosmopolitan city. It's different than Jacksonville, which is sort of a North Florida, South Georgia city. Orlando is sort of a little more cosmopolitan. And I had a daily sports talk show in Orlando Monday through Friday, six to eight at night. And the job I got after that was at WMCA in New York, 570 AM. You'll get a kick out of this. There was an ad in Broadcasting Magazine, this is in 85, that said if you talk like a New York sports guy in other New York sports, send tape and resume to a, a certain firm. I sent, I had the damn tape in my car for a week, a Honda Civic, <laughs> because I thought there was no chance I was going to get the job. And on that tape, I put an interview on there with John Cooper, who was the head coach, was at Arizona State, right? He's a head coach at Arizona State, and I think he had just won a big bowl game. And I sent that tape to Rick Scalar on W, uh, who was consulting WMCA. And five weeks later, he called me up and doubled my, tripled my salary, paid for the expenses, and I left Orlando to go to New York. Scalar put Howard Cosell on the air, and Scalar promoted the first Beatles tour at Shea oh my goodness. In, 19, in 1965. How about that for a story? And Rick Scalar was a marathon runner, Paul. And before one of the marathons, he had a foot problem. He went to St. He went to a high, I think it was St. Roosevelt on the west side. Anyway, the anesthesiologist put the put the windpipe down the wrong windpipe, and he died of a heart attack on his on, on the uh 
on the operating table. Can you imagine that? So, I mean, your career just takes off. You end up uh, doing uh, the afternoons with Francesca. That breaks up. And it was like, I mean, a lot of people thought you were dead when that thing broke up. And, and it's almost like you, you just began. Uh, I mean, what you have done since then is extraordinary. Well, I was fortunate. Uh, I knew I could do the radio. Mike and I needed a break. We were there for 19 years. I needed a change of pace. Uh, remember, the guy that hired me was Mel Carmazan, who was yeah. my old boss at uh, WFAN sure. in New York So, and ran Infinity Broadcasting. So I felt very comfortable with him. They had Stern, so I knew they weren't going to go under, though they almost did. They had Stern. <laughs> and, he offered me, and he offered me Monday through Friday on that channel, paid me a lot of money, offered me money. That's part of it. Let's be honest. Uh, Monday through Friday, said, so do what you want. Run this channel the way you want to run it and go do a talk show and do the way you want to do it. And so I felt confident like you do, Paul. I mean, you're very confident in what you do. You know what you're talking about. I was in the same way. I felt confident that if you gave me a radio station to put together and give me a talk show, I would be able to find an audience. And that's the whole deal. You got to find an audience. And I knew that some fans would follow me over, not a lot, but a few. And I knew that once you got used to me being a sports guy that I am, that the that the fan would the the fan in Tuscaloosa, Charlotte, Walla Walla, Washington, who likes sports, they would find me. And so I just had a lot of confidence in myself. But that was a that was a gamble in my life at that point. I was forty eight years of age. That was a gamble. But I had also I really had nothing to lose. They paid me a, a lot of money, so it wasn't a financial gamble. It was really a career gamble. And you're right. For about a year or two, I I went away. Nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew where I was. But I was fortunate. Right things hit, throwing a little TV. And then, of course, I got you now with the first take. That's a huge hit, too. I've been lucky in my career. You know how it goes. You got to get a little luck. And I've had some luck. And, and dog, uh, the thing with first take, I mean, when, when it first was announced, I mean, th there was shock. Uh, and and you, you know what everybody said. But, I mean, you're, you're now like one of the, the must-see things on television uh, did you just take the same approach into that with, with, with somebody like Stephen A? Well, remember, uh, and you know Stephen A really well, you know, he's, he grew up in Hollis, Queens, and he's about 10 years younger than me, and he grew up as a Mike and the Mad Dog fan. Ah. So, you know, uh, he, he knew what he was getting when he, when he called me one day to come down to do a couple of segments on the Hall of Fame, Clemens and Bonds. And I did that Clemens and Bonds thing. This is uh, two Januarys ago, Paul. I did the Clemens and Bonds things right around now, January 15th of 2022. You know, they called me up the next day, and in two days we had a deal for the year together because I have the gift of gab. You know that. I can debate anything. You know that. And although I might be, geez, who is this old guy going to come on, yell? You probably didn't quite know how to handle me right away. No. I'm not going to have fun. I'm not looking to dominate. Share the microphone. And I knew that if I just went on there and did my thing, that, you know, people would, you know, not everybody would love me, but I knew that Stephen A, the dynamic would work. They give me everybody to work with. I love the college football. You probably didn't realize how much I love the college football. I love interviewing people. So in a lot of ways, it was a perfect thing for me. And it was a renaissance. Let's face it. I'm 63 years of age. Who gets that second chance? Well, get a chance like that at 62, 63 years of age. So everything just kind of hit it. It was a perfect storm. Everything hit at the perfect time for me. And Big break. I mean, I, what I admire so much, uh, and I'm a couple of years older than you, but the energy that you manu—not manufacture—it's real. Uh, I mean, that, I, I mean, and then you go do a show for five hours. 
Yeah, I mean, that's God-given. Um, <laughs> you, know, you have to be enthusiastic. You have to have passion. That's the most important thing. You got to Being a talk show host, Paul, you know what the biggest thing is? You got to be a salesman. Because you got to sell what you are interested in and you got to sell your own personality so people will listen. You know, you have to be a salesman. And my father was a good salesman and I got that from him. You know, he had that big gregarious personality where people just kind of liked him. And I think, and he was authentic. And I think what I got from him and he died in 2013. I think what I, he was a big Yankee fan. I think what I got from him was authenticity because whatever you say about me, and you know me now well enough that you would agree. I'm real. You know, I'm not a phone. You may not agree with everything I said. It might be too loud, too noisy, but you can't say I'm a phone. I go on here and I tell you what I think. That's the bottom line. Whether it's gummies, whether it's betting, whatever it might be, I'm real when I'm on that TV and on the radio. And I think people are drawn to that, especially in this day and age where there's not a lot of that going on. I think that's an advantage that we have. And before you go, and you've translated this, I mean, you, you, and, you and Howard Stern are regular dude, used to be on Letterman all the time. I mean, th these are crossing over into other areas uh, are difficult, and, but, and you've mastered it. Well, uh, I tell you what, it really taught me something, and I'm glad you brought up Letterman. You know, I was on 37 times with Letterman from 1991 to 2013. And uh, when you go on that many times with him, that's 24 years, 25 years, you got to make him laugh in a seven-minute thing. And you got six, seven minutes to work with. And I mastered how to do that. And I think that helps me here, talk quickly, get my point across, make a lot of make a lot of something out of very little time and i think the letterman experience helped me plus he liked to make fun of me you know he liked to you know who is this new, you ever see the first appearance that i ever was on with dave in in this february of 91 he calls me donald duck you probably haven't seen that he calls me donald duck and i was almost like a prop for dave where he used my antics to make himself look funny and I don't have any problem with that. Whatever I can do, and I feel the same way with you and Stephen A. when you're on. My job in a lot of ways is to make Stephen A.'s job easier. My job when you go, when you come on is to get you going and you and I have a good debate about the college football. My job with Dave is to make him, you know, have fun for six, seven minutes. That's how I kind of look at a lot of the responsibility that I have. I really do. And I can't tell you how much I enjoy you. And you and I are as different as the day is long. But you, there's something about you and your delivery that I get it. And you're not, and you're not, and you're not afraid. You say what you want to say. And I've always admired that really have. Well, I'll let you get out of here. I know it's been a long day, but, I, but it, it, I feel, listen, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, the first couple of appearances with you, it was, it was, it, it wasn't train wreck because it was entertaining, but it, it did take me a while to figure you out, uh, even though I'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, and you're on every day. You do this every day, three to seven. Is that your time slot every yes, day? Uh, correct. That is not, and you're out of Charlotte. You're doing this out of Charlotte. Right. Not that easy. That's four hours, 20 hours a week of, is it all SEC football and basketball or do you do all the sports? Yeah, we do everything, but uh, you, you, you know that's the, that's the main uh, party line here is college football. College football. So even in the middle of March, you do a lot of college football. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're final, they are the final four. I mean, we're talking, we're talking whether Nick Saban's going to win another championship. <laughs> <laughs> Were you shocked like everybody else was that Saban retired? I was a little surprised, but I mean, you could, you, uh, Doug, you could see it coming. And, and you understand you're, you're certainly uh, many years younger than Saban, but you get to a certain point, you start to see it in their eyes. Really? And, you went, and you, you're at the Rose Bowl, so you began to see it there. Excellent. Hey. Boy, you're the best. Keep me posted. Oh, I can't thank you enough. Dog, 
Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank no, you so much. The great Chris Russo. Uh, what, a, what a treat that was uh, to talk to him. And uh, what a career, too. By the way, we have some news about Kalen DeBoer when we come back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. And we have a coach in Alabama. It is official because Greg Byrne has said the plane has left Seattle. I'm not really sure what what are we looking at there in that picture? Oh, Archibald. I'm sorry. I didn't. So, uh. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't quite catch. Uh, I just thought it was some old shack somewhere, which it is. Uh, so Alabama has a new head football coach. It is now official. Kalen DeBoer will succeed Nick Saban as a new coach. That's, that's a mouthful when you uh, consider the last 17 years. Let's get back to the calls here, get some more reaction. And uh, dog is up next. Another dog, swamp dog. After doggy. Good afternoon. Hello, Mr. Feinbaum. How you doing? We are doing great. Thank you. It's been a very informative show today. I'm, I learned a lot today. Watching your show today, there's a lot of news. Uh, what I want to talk to you about. There was a comment that you made, and uh, a, a point that you made as Nick Saban retired and how it related to his final season. You were talking about how much importance it was to win that SEC championship game and to stop Georgia from making history like they was trying to do. And he would go out. He's he's going out as the SEC champion, and he stopped a team like that from doing what they was trying to do. And to me, that's a pretty good way to ride Dog, out. I think out that is sunset. when Nick Saban started to think about this, even even in more depth and detail, because think about what what the perception of Saban would have been had Kirby Smart pulled that three-peat off. Suddenly, he's the new king. Mm-hmm. 
the SEC, and Saban didn't have anybody challenging that position at the very end. Thank you very much for the call. I, thought, I think that's a really interesting point. Let's uh, check in with I-Man on this Friday night. Oh, say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. We got it to board. He's elite. He's elite. He's offensive mind. He's elite. He's a black hat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, you got to love it when, when Jim Harbaugh just beat the hell out of the last Alabama coach and the new coach. I mean, just beat the hell out of both of them. I mean, what bookies would you have on your shelf for that? I mean, it's amazing. What was what was this fella, about fourth or fifth on the list? I mean, well, how everybody uh, turned him I down. I don't know. I mean, there were, there were a couple of names that were mentioned before his. Oh, absolutely. Like I told you, third or fourth on the list. I mean, be honest. I mean, you're amongst friends here. It's just Black Hat Day. It's just Black Hat Day. We're communicating, ain't we? This is Will. This is Will stuff. I mean, this is amazing. This is amazing. I mean, oh, we were sitting here waiting for seven, two hours. We're going to have a coach. We're going to have a coach. Oh, oh look at that. Look at yonder. Look at yonder. Look down there in the holler. He hollering, dude, bring the baloney. Bring the baloney. This is hogwash, Paul Feinbaum. I mean, this is. No, this I mean, you sound a little nervous about uh, about DeBoer. It sounds like uh, you Auburn folks are running for cover. No, nobody's running for cover. Y'all on your third or fourth guy on your list because you can't. <laughs> you're not good enough to get what you want. I mean, you talk the last. You run the last fellow off. I mean, you, you run him out of there. I mean, he saw it coming. He, he left before they actually had to tie him up and drag him out. And now you're having to tie this guy up and drag him in. He'll. He. It won't be long. He, he'll get here. And and it, it'll be, ooh, this is too much. It's too much for me. I gotta go. I gotta go. Gotta do something else. Gotta do something else. I mean, Paul, this is this is a bunch of hogwash story. And I know the Bammers are they're just pleading their little hearts out. And and I feel so bad for them. I'm extending an olive branch in in friendship and kindness. No, I'm not. Have a good day, War Dale Eagle. Uh, we are now getting reports from. Chris Lowe, that Greg Byrne and the new head coach will be back in Tuscaloosa in, what, about four hours? And there will be a team meeting. So uh, it is now official. Nick Sabans can move on, uh, exit, stage right, and DeBoer is the new Alabama head coach. He will meet with his team later tonight. Let's uh, check in with Allen in Alabama. Hello, Allen. Hey, Paul, how you doing this afternoon? Roll Tide. Thank you. Hey, now, let's – I've been through – I grew up with Bear Bryant. I went through Ray Perkins. I went through them three mics at Alabama. What a lot of these people now don't realize is the, the absolute mess Alabama was in after the Bear passed, and then we had Gene Stallings come in and save us for a few years, and then we had an absolute debacle. Then we had to. Then they went out and made the major hire, and then we've got 17 years of great football. So, long story short, what do you think about? Do you think really a lot of this stuff just smoke and mirrors and media pumping ideas with 
and they had the boy lined up from the whole start. They were just finalizing everything. What do you think, Paul? I do not believe that at all. Uh, I believe that uh, there were a couple of serious candidates. I think Greg Byrne met with a few of them. I'm told reliably he met with Norvell either yesterday or this morning and then uh, took off to Washington and he landed his guy. I mean, I, I, I think if, he, if there was a, uh, if there had been smoke and mirrors and this had been a done deal, I think you would have seen an announcement early this morning uh, to get a move because because time is critical. Uh, every hour that goes by, you you run the risk of another player uh, hitting the portal or, or, or bailing out. So I, I really do believe uh, it took a couple. It took 48 hours, uh, and and that's that's very that's very quick. We'll take a break. More reaction to the DeBoer hiring right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com got some basketball tomorrow auburn's on a roll right now lsu takes on the tigers again uh, a 10 o'clock eastern that would be nine in tuscaloosa team meeting has been called we'll find out who wants who wants to meet the new coach on a friday night <laughs> sorry coach i got plans uh, let's let's go to CJ in Virginia up next. Uh, hello, CJ. Paul, hey, thanks for taking my call. It's great to uh, talk to you again. I know the last time we talked about two months ago, I was pretty angry, but it's a new day. I've been watching your um, show since the news broke, and uh, it's been a great week watching your show. You've had some great shows. Thank you. Um, I, yeah, I uh, – yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> I kind of have a different take than I'm in. But, uh, you know, Larry has dogged me on this show. Legend has been a bane in my side listening. But I got I want to give Larry Legend and the whole Bama gang a big SEC brethren hug. <laughs> I know it's been an emotional, raw week. And I, I mean that. I mean, I can tell it's been. Um, you know, I, I heard the news. I think Chris Lowe broke it at 4.06. I got a text at like 4.10 saying, you know, Nick Saban retiring. Of course, I only half believed it, to be honest with you. And I went to the gym later, and I um, I caught your show, you know, as you were breaking it. But, um, man, I tell you, it's – I think, you know, most LSU fans with levity, there's two sides of the spectrum here for us, and I'm sure you've heard this. I mean, you know, this is a man who really helped build us up greatest coach of all time. And, he, of course, he left us. Yeah, I've got pictures of him holding my younger son. 
when he was at LSU. That's, I mean, we were very hyped about Nick Saban back in the day. And then you can understand, you know, for a better part of two decades, this, this greatest coach of all time and his team has tormented us. For all this time. No, CJ, I agree. Listen, I, I'm glad to. I'm glad you're back on the program. You be well, and thanks for calling tonight. AJ is up next. Inspector Feinbaum, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hi. Hey, uh, you know that guy right there just called in. He he was talking about uh, working out at the gym. Well, why ain't the gym? How about working on your damn calls because they're very weak. <laughs> but look, Paul, let me tell you this. A doggy. You know, Mad Dog or Bulldog a while ago, that was a good interview. Uh, he said one key thing that uh, triggered me that kind of describes you. Said, you know, if you want to be a talk show host or television host, whatever, sports show host, you got to have uh, – you got to be a salesman. And and you're a salesman, Paul. You're, you're quite savvy in that area. So sell to me why this is a home run hire. Uh, let me, let me, uh, I tell you, better yet, let me quote some of our guests today. W- would you accept that? Yes, sir. Bruce Feldman said he's the mo- he'll be the most authentic coach in the SEC. Another coach, another guest said uh, he, he's out of this world offense. Another coach said that uh, he was a great baseball player in Sioux Falls, <laughs> South Dakota. <laughs> Hit 37 home runs. Another, co- another, another guest said that he will be able to lean on Nick Saban. So that's a compilation of what we've heard so far oh. Oh, about yeah. Coach DeBoer. Oh, so, so Saban's just going to walk oh, him One out, more thing. Like, uh, Cole, Cole Kublick and Jordan Rogers said, uh, both said the same thing. Home run higher. Well, you know why, you know why, you know why uh, Lane Kiffin is not there, don't you? I don't. I mean, really and truly. We all, we all know. I mean – you know, I'm not going to get too in-depth with it, but all I will say is the reason Lane Kiffin is not hired at Alabama and on a plane leaving Ole Miss, broke Ole Miss right now, is because Kristen Saban's child support checks kept bouncing. Okay, War no, down no, legal. Okay, enough of that nonsense. Uh, I mean, the guy, we're having fun, and he just, what's the phrase I can use? Yeah. yeah. Can't use it. Bubba is up next in North Carolina. <laughs> Hello, Bubba. Yeah, you can use it, Paul. AJ, shut the hell up. They don't know about it. He's, he's got the audacity to give CJ a hard time about his phone call. Really? You got to be kidding me, Paul. But I'll tell you, I can't believe Legend didn't bring this up. You know why Lane Kiffin's not coming to Tuscaloosa, don't you? I do not. Yeah, legend blocked it, dude. He was legend, so scared. They legend were going to get said, you're not coming, back. Coach. He threw a fit, dude. He threw a fit like the Tennessee fans threw on the Shiano hire. He, he blocked it. But honestly, Paul, there was no perfect hire after Nick. Uh, you can tell the Alabama guy, fans are, are pretty nervous, even, uh, even legend. I, I'm like you. He didn't sound overconfident. You know, they're hoping for the best. The wheels won't come off the bus till they lose a few football games. Then we'll see what yeah, happens. And, and Bubba, I, I've, I've had a few, I've covered a few coaching hires, uh, maybe with one exception. Uh, and even after a couple of days, fan bases coalesce. They're like, they're, they're like, you, you follow politics. So you'll have a primary and everybody hates the other guy. And everybody talks about what a trash uh, guy he is. 
And then uh, at the convention, everybody hugs and sings kumbaya. Same way with a coaching hire. This is just a normal procedure. I happen to think it's a good hire, uh, but there are, there are questions. And there would have been questions about every, every coach imaginable. Billy is up next in Philly. Hey, Billy. Hi, thanks, Paul. Um, first of all, it was a great interview with Mad Dog. Thank and you. And I think that it's, it's, a, uh, it's good to hear from somebody who's not really a star, who's not really gifted. I mean, he, his learning how to be a success is something that we can all take something from. He's not because he's not a genius. He did it just by hustling. Anyway, and what I wanted to call about talk about was Belichick and um, Saban. Um, I think the Saban uh, contribution was gigantically more important than anything that Belichick did. And Belichick was not, uh, he, not you know, not without uh, uh, fame and wealth for all the very good reasons. But first of all, professional franchises in sports are a billionaire's play yard. Nobody else can get in. And what you're doing is you're making a billionaire even richer. Uh, you're certainly you're making the fans happy. I mean, I'm glad that New England is happy. They got a great team and all that stuff. Uh, they made Tom Brady a celebrity. Nick Saban went way farther than that. He made the university a target school for thousands of out-of-staters who pay premium prices to go there. He made Alabama the number one football team to beat. And I'm sure that players who play against Alabama and won games against Alabama were telling their children and their grandchildren about it. No public figure, no senator, no governor, no one could have done more for Alabama than Saber did. And it's not just Alabama, it's the whole South and their whole football attitude. I think it's terrific. I think what he contributed is gigantic. I think Belichick was a great coach, but he's not in Saban's class as a contributor to society. Billy, what you, said, right. what you said about the academic part, I've heard, been on that campus a few times. I've heard that from administrators. Uh, I've heard that from almost everyone. It, it, is, uh, it was the single biggest moment in that school overall in, in, in generations. And I'm not going to go way back because I don't know the history of Alabama before I, I arrived. But uh, that is a really uh, well thought of and highly regarded academic institution. And it has a lot to do with what you just said, Nick Saban. We'll take a break. More to come right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How about this? Jocelyn Moore. This is going to be some meat.
Luisa Blanco, one of the all-timers, straight ahead. Jimmy is in Chicago. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, Paul. Well, I got to tell you, when the announcement came regarding uh, Saban on Tuesday and they started mentioning names, first thought in my mind <clears throat> occurred when I remembered that almost at this exact time last year, Saban had interviewed Ryan Grubb, right. um, <clears throat> DeBoer's offensive coordinator, uh, and uh, and actually offered him the job, and he turned it down. And that had to tell you right there that Saban really liked his scheme. And Grubb has been with uh, DeBoer at all of his coaching stops. I'd be surprised if he's not the new coach at Washington. But it just told you right there that uh, uh, there – there might be something there combined with the incredible job he did at Fresno State in just two years. And people forget that two years ago when he went to Seattle, Washington was coming off that dumpster fire 4-8 and eight season when Jimmy Lake had become the coach, the longtime defensive coordinator, and it just fell apart. And he comes in and immediately, I mean, 25-3, and three, I mean, just incredible. And he's 3-0 and oh against Lanning. 2-0 and against Sark. And, I mean, I, I just don't know how you could have made a better hire uh, just considering your first Power 5 job and how he turned a program that's had a great history like that around immediately. And just offensively, he, he produces in yeah, Jimmy, you're, you're right I about mean, all that. And, uh, and I, I think that's why he got the job. And, I mean, Greg Byrne is a preeminent AD. He, he just didn't... Uh, just close his eyes. Hey, thanks for the call. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.